This is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of the advertiser. The opinions expressed are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW. Welcome back. I'm Martin Strong. Coming up, we'll talk about a crucial component to your health, your teeth. We'll talk to the folks at BC Perio. That's coming up, but first, some of the consumer news headlines from the past week. Are you still doing a lot of your work meetings on Zoom? Are you suffering from Zoom fatigue? It's a real thing, according to experts. And scientists in Montreal say they may have figured out what causes it. They say their study has shown that communication between people requires more concentration and more mental effort when it's done through technology as opposed to in person. Researchers measured electrical activity in the brains of 62 mothers and their kids while talking in person and that compare, and then compared it to talking through remote video chat and they found that the brain had to work way harder when they were on Zoom. A familiar name in retail is coming back after a 10-year hiatus. Zellers is returning this spring in 25 locations across Canada, including four in BC. The company says stores are set to open inside Hudson's Bay locations in downtown Vancouver, Surrey, Kamloops, and Abbotsford. Each one will be between 8,000 and 10,000 square feet. Hudson's Bay says the new stores aim to offer a hint of nostalgia. And with all these new low-cost airlines, there's a shortage of qualified pilots to fly all those planes. With promises of cheaper fares and no unnecessary frills, an influx of discount airlines has burst onto the Canadian scene in the last few years. But the experts are saying that the business model is already making an existing pilot shortage worse. They say it could become a bigger problem for Canada's aviation industry in the coming years. Last week, vacation airline Sunwing blamed a string of holiday season flight disruptions and cancellations in part on the fact they just didn't have enough pilots. TikTok is full of videos touting the diabetes drug Ozembic to help you lose weight. And that's causing shortages, leaving diabetes patients in the U.S. struggling to get medications to control their blood sugar. Recently, the U.S. Food and Drug Administration has approved a sister drug specifically for weight loss, and doctors are prescribing substitutes until the, the supply of Ozembic returns to normal. And more troubles for Elon Musk. Jury selection started this past week in a class action lawsuit by investors against the company he's the CEO of, Tesla. The people suing all owned stock in the car company over a 10-day period in August of 2018. They say they were misled by Musk because back in 2018, Elon Musk claimed in a series of tweets that year that he had lined up the financing to pay for a $72 billion buyout of Tesla stock and that a deal seemed imminent. It's the kind of news that can make a stock go through the roof. But that buyout never materialized. And now Musk will have to explain why he tweeted that and why he said it was a go. And that will be under oath in a federal court in San Francisco. Back in 2018, Tesla stock was going for about 20 bucks US. It stayed in that range until about 2020 when it went on a tear. It hit an all-time high of about 400 bucks near the end of 2021. 
but things were all downhill from there. Tesla stock hit uh, about $130 a share in trading yesterday. One of the challenges facing Tesla, apart from its CEO, is all the competition from the other more established car makers who are going into the electric car field at full speed. For example, uh, the fastest Corvette ever made comes out next year, and it's not powered just by a massive V8 engine. The Corvette E-Ray is a gas-electric hybrid the first all-wheel drive version of a Corvette to have the front wheels running on an electric motor and the traditional 6.2-liter V8 powering the back. The new VET E-Ray will go for $104,000 and will go from 0 to 97 Ks per hour in 2.5 seconds. GM engineers also point out that the 655-horsepower engine is still civil enough for the daily commute. This is Vancouver Consumer. I'm Martin Strong. And coming up, we'll talk about your dental health with the folks from BC Perio. That's when Vancouver Consumer continues right after this. This is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of the advertiser. The opinions expressed are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW. Welcome back. This is Martin Strong and it's Vancouver Consumer on CKNW. And if you are missing some teeth, maybe one tooth, maybe a lot of teeth, or maybe uh, you have dentures that you are growing tired of, 2023 could be the year where you get some new teeth permanently, dental implants. And my guest right now knows all about it. He is uh, a world-class expert because he's from BC Perio Dental Health and Implant Center there at 777 West Broadway in Vancouver, also Johnson Street in Coquitlam. You can go to bcperio.ca. And they are literally the leaders in dental implant technology around the world. And they're right here in the Lower Mainland. And with me now, is one of the dentists from BC Perio, Dr. Ron Zokel. Hi, doctor. How are you? Happy New Year. Happy New Year, Martin. Good to be with you again. Yeah. So, um, I mean, 2023, it's a new year. It's, you know, a great time to start thinking about uh, maybe some new teeth. And uh, so, <laughs> I mean, what do you say to somebody? Let, let's talk directly to someone who has been uh, dealing with dentures for a long time. Because dentures, uh, you know, they can, they, they change with time. They don't fit as well. I mean, what do you say to somebody who's kind of thinking, I'm sick of these dentures? What, what do you say to them? Well, if, if they're already stating that they're sick of the dentures, then they, the decision probably has been made that they would probably want to move in a different direction. But if you want to have just a frank conversation, many people who wear dentures don't understand that there are options and letting them be honest with themselves is, hey, look, are you tolerating them or do you find that they are actually quite adequate in what you do? And if they are adequate, then I I just leave that alone. They're doing fine. But most are not and most tolerate their condition. And while they feel they may not have a lot of choices, they feel committed to whatever they have. And if they realize that they have the choices, then you can attempt to find solutions. And part of those solutions are getting those teeth fixed to solid bone structure so they can eat like they had natural teeth. Yeah. And that's the thing. If people don't know about dental implants is that they're not just, uh, 
they're, they're not just sort of stuck there loosely. They are actually grafted to you, to your bone, right? Well, yes, and they're made of titanium. Uh, let's say 99% of them are, and the titanium the body doesn't recognize as being a foreign material. And therefore, the bone grows to the implant and secures the implant even stronger than the root of a tooth. And when you put teeth on them, then the, the biting forces are equivalent to natural teeth. Yeah, and when you talk about dental implants, um, I guess there there are many advantages, and we've gone over them uh, a few times right here on Vancouver Consumer. But the thing is, the success rate of a dental implant is far superior to then to the other options that we were talking about, like like uh, bridges and crowns and dentures and those kind of things. Like how long does a denture generally last? Well, it depends on the rate of bone loss underneath the denture. And that's what makes it not fit because as the bone changes underneath, the pressure of the denture compresses the gum tissue. That has an inflammatory response. And the inflammatory response actually causes the bone to remodel and reshape itself. Do that over a period of months or years. And you, you, see, you see that the gum then follow the shape of the bone. If the bone shape changes, then the fit of the denture is not there any longer and you need a lot of glue or adhesives or something to keep the, the teeth in your mouth. Uh, and as far as the length of time, it could be anywhere from six months to a couple of years. Yeah. And when, and when dentures uh, do change, as you say, um, it's not just a cosmetic thing. It really affects a lot of the function, which is not only uh, eating, but also the way you speak as well. That, that's affected by dentures or ill-fitting uh, appliances, those kind of things. Well, they are. And, and, and dentures get a lot of the support from the roof of the mouth. And when you add acrylic, which is what the denture material is made out of, to the roof of the mouth, it changes the shape of the mouth and all your speech. And you have to learn how to speak again. And, and I might add, it reverse, happens in the reverse as well. So when you come away from dentures, you go to your natural palate again, then you got to relearn or re-educate how to make certain sounds in your mouth. And uh, because the tongue uses the shape of the teeth, where the teeth positions are, the roof of the mouth in terms of the soft tissue or the denture, and it helps that initiate the sounds that are being made to create speech. So right. all that adjustment has to happen. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so uh, we're talking to Dr. Ron Zokel, one of the dentists at BC Perio. Uh, you can find them online at bcperio.ca. They're on West Broadway in Vancouver, uh, also Johnson Street in Coquitlam. And we're talking about uh, the success rate of a dental implant. I mean, it's pretty much, uh, you know, one and done. You get a dental implant and uh, likely it's the last thing you'll have to deal with uh, you know, forever because, uh, tooth implants have a 98% rate of success, which, uh, I guess is pretty good. It is very good. And I might add that there is almost nothing in dentistry that lasts forever. The mouth is a very hostile area, but the only service that I know of that we can provide that has the potential of lasting you the rest of your life is a dental implant. Yeah. Yeah. So, so people, uh, who are, 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 are implant curious, they're thinking might be time to get a, a, an implant put in their mouth. Maybe, like I say, uh, they have dentures that they're kind of 
they've been dealing with a while and they're getting sick of, or maybe they just have a, a missing tooth or a group of missing teeth. What's the process? If somebody goes to bcperio.ca and they're, they're kind of curious about it, but they, they're not exactly sure even what a dental implant is and what it does and, and all those kind of things. What, what do people do? Should, do they come in and get a consultation? What do you recommend? Well, they certainly can call us directly. Uh, there are two routes, really. You go to your regular dentist and say, you know something, I, with regard to the space or the teeth that I have to have out, I'd like to go see the doctors at BC Perio. Uh, that's one way. So they're getting a referral from their general dentist, or they can call us directly. Uh, and we will communicate with their general dentist if they would like us to. And uh, we, we work in harmony with both the patient and their general dentist to affect a solution for them that's going to be right for them. Right. And uh, Dr. Zokel, you're, you're a, a humble guy. You're, you, you don't like to brag, but let's talk a little bit about the technology that BC Perio uses. I mean, um, you, your place is literally world renowned for the latest and greatest in technology. And every time we talk, you're, you're at some symposium, uh, you're either teaching or you're learning about this new technology. Um, why is BC Perio the place that, uh, people go? Cause like you say, a lot of people are at their regular dentist and it's their regular dentist who is saying, well, you want to go to BC Perio because, uh, they're the people who know what they're doing. Well, uh, I think one of the things that we are very proud of is the sophistication of our technology. Now, it's, it's one thing to be a dentist doing implant dentistry. You might have all the technology, but it's a combination of experience and use of that technology, plus the sophistication of the technology itself. The technology today is allowing us to, to do a more comp comprehensive examination, diagnosis and therefore a more optimal treatment plan that we recommend to our patients and uh, we can back that up with all the digital information that we get through 3d scanning op uh, optical scanning uh, dicom files that come from a cone beam computer techn tomographic technology uh, there's a lot of things that we apply to the to the diagnosis and treatment planning process that allows us to recommend a direction of treatment, which is more optimal for our patients. Right. And, and when you talk about technology, I guess one of the most important things is imaging. Like, like you say, you don't, uh, because when you're getting a dental implant, it has to do with your bone and, and making sure that the, the implant is, becomes part of the bone structure. Uh, imaging is so important. Like you, you don't go in there and just start feeling around to find it. You know exactly where you're going because you, you have these sort of uh, for lack of a better word, photographic techniques. There's all sorts of different things. Talk a little bit about how you look at someone's someone's mouth, and uh, you are able to see through it, the see where the bone is and where you want to attach things, it, and imaging, and and how important that is. Yeah. Well, one of the first things we do is we do what we call a CBCT scan. It's like a computerized technology or a CT scan. A lot of people know that as a, as a medical technology. Our protocol for doing a CT scan or a CBCT scan is significantly lower radiation. I mean, massively lower radiation than you experience through a medical CT. That gives a three us a three-dimensional image of the patient's structure, bone structure from the eyes to the chin, from ear to ear. And we can see all these structures three-dimensionally. Now, the loss of teeth necessitating implants 
finds that we, in most cases, we see a lot of bone loss and disease along it. It helps us identify the nature of the disease, the dimension of the disease, what we have to do to resolve it, and know where exactly we want to put the implant and then be able to determine whether or not the bone structure is appropriate to put an implant in their place. And that, therefore, do we have to graft it to add more bone or recover the lost bone? What is it we have to do? So all of these things come because we have the three-dimensional technology. Yeah. And that, and I mean, that just shows why you're in good hands with BC Perio. And, and one of the, the sort of nice outcomes of all this is that uh, it becomes less, uh, I don't know if the word is invasive, but it, it's a lot more comfortable than, than say it used to be many years ago. And uh, for people who are afraid of the dentist, this is actually uh, not that painful a procedure. Yeah, some people are very shocked at how little discomfort they have after completing many of the surgical procedures we do. Mm -hmm. So uh, the place to go, BC Perio Dental Health and Implant Center. They're at uh, 777 West Broadway in Vancouver and in Coquitlam at Johnson Street. And you can go to bcperio.ca to find out everything you need to know. You can give them a call, 604-872-0222. And if you go to bcperio.ca online, you get a sense of, uh, of what the place looks like. And, uh, you know, the pictures online, uh, you really get a sense that it's a that it's a friendly place. It's also, uh, you know, brightly lit. You've got a beautiful view and, uh, it, it's, it's a nice place to visit is what I'm saying. <laughs> and you get to meet Dr. Zokel, who is such a, such a lovely guy. You've been doing this a long time and, uh, I, you, you have some nice bedside manner, I'm guessing. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I hope so. And I might add that much of the dental office and the experience of the dental office relates to the people who work at BC Perry. And I got to tell you, we have a wonderful, beautiful team of guys and gals who work with us at BC Perio, who are a lot of fun to be with. We always have a pretty good time and they work together so well. The patient experience, I think, is superb. Right. And uh, as I say, you can go to bcperio.ca. They're at West Broadway in Vancouver, Johnson Street in Coquitlam. It's uh, the BC Perio Dental Health and Implant Center. Dr. Ron Zokel is our guest. This is Vancouver Consumer on CKNW. And when we come back, we're going to talk about some of the other advantages to a dental implant. So maybe you're missing a tooth and uh, maybe you've been thinking about doing something with that space. And uh, there, there are reasons why you should do it now sooner than later. So when we come back uh, more on why 2023 could be the year that you get a new smile, thanks to BC Perio. That's when Vancouver Consumer continues right after this. This is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of the advertiser. The opinions expressed are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW. Welcome back. I'm Martin Strong, and we are talking about your smile. This may be the year. 2023 may be the year that you get a dental implant, maybe get more than one, uh, if you're struggling with dentures, maybe, or you have a missing tooth, or you're missing many teeth, uh, 
the place to go is BC Perio. BC Perio Dental Health and Implant Center there on West Broadway in Vancouver and on Johnson Street in Coquitlam. Their website is bcperio.ca. You can also give them a call, 604-872-0222. And Dr. Ron Zokel is our guest. And Ron, one thing we've talked about is that whole concept of teeth in a day. And uh, I got an implant uh, many years ago and it took a long time. I had a, they, they put it in and then I waited like, I, I forget exactly how long, but it was like at least a month or two before I got the tooth, uh, the, the, the crown, I guess you would call it. But nowadays uh, things are a little bit faster a lot of the time, aren't they? They are. And if you go back long enough, Martin, you realize that we used to put implants in and always bury them under the gum tissue, allow them to heal for four to five months. Then we'd uncover wow. the implant, let it heal another month or two, and then build a tooth for it. So, and if we have to graft bone, if we had to rebuild the bone structure because of the disease in the area, then we'd have four or five months of bone grafting, then four or five months <clears throat> for the implant to heal, and then build the teeth. So a lot has changed these years. And, and today, uh, we would take that more extreme case. In many cases, as you pointed out, we can put an implant in and a tooth on it immediately. And uh, that's, a, that's a newer protocol that many dentists have not incorporated into their practice at this, at this time. And certainly, when we teach doctors, we don't recommend that they use that protocol because it's an advanced uh, procedure in implant dentistry because the potential for the implant to fail is higher if you put a tooth on it immediately if it's a single tooth. If it's a whole set of teeth like on a denture, then you enhance the success rate by putting the teeth on immediately. Interesting. But uh, the bottom line is it's not going to take a long time uh, to get some teeth, to get a new teeth, a tooth, I guess. Um, so yeah. let's talk a little bit about... Um, the number of implants you can get. I mean, sometimes it's just one, but uh, sometimes you can do someone's pretty much their entire mouth, right? That's true. And what we have is that we take a look at the expectations of our patients. Now, by and large, while you state that we can put an implant, let's say somebody has dentures and been wearing dentures for 30 or 40 years, there's generally a lot of bone loss. But if you wanted to have a tooth for every Every missing tooth, you put an implant in and a tooth on the implant. That'll give you 28 implants. Now, that's doable, but it's not very practical and it's incredibly expensive. We have other solutions. For example, we can put four implants in the lower jaw, four or five implants in the upper jaw, and give you a complete set of solid teeth immediately. And that's, that's the beauty of going to an all-on-four protocol and teeth in a day. Yeah, that, that is impressive. And I, I mentioned earlier about uh, the fact that it's uh, it's not as painful as you might think and not a lot of discomfort. And another thing we talked about was uh, how 2023 might be a good year to look into it. Because if you are missing a tooth, you mentioned bone loss, getting an implant or a number of implants might be something you should think about now sooner than later, right? I think so. And and the main reason is, is that dental disease of any type doesn't get better in time. It gets worse and therefore more complicated to treat and more expensive to treat as well. Mm -hmm. So uh, 
like I say, 2023 might be the year you uh, call up BC Perio, the BC Perio Dental Health and Implant Center. You can give them a call 604-872-0222 or just go to bcperio.ca and it's B-C-P-E-R-I-O. It's easy to spell bcperio.ca and you can find out everything you need to know about them. Uh, they're at uh, West Broadway in Vancouver and Johnson Street in Coquitlam. And uh, we talked about uh, how th- they really have uh, the best success rate of any of these sort of uh, replacement options from, you know, whether it's dentures, crowns or bridges, uh, you know, like dentures last a finite amount of time. But a, a dental implant will last much longer. And that's kind of like the number one um, advantage, I would guess. I, I don't know if you rate them in terms of advantages. Uh, but some of the other advantages, as I look down the list, uh, at number two is that they're cavity-free. And a lot of people wonder, uh, do I have to worry about tooth decay with a dental implant? But you don't. No, you sure don't. And uh, the other one that goes along with that is a root canal issues that happen with natural teeth. That's also a non-issue with a dental implant. So those are two specific items of, of disease patterns that no longer are, apply when you have dental implants. Yeah. So it was, I mean, a root canal, which, you know, a lot of people have, I have one. Um, I mean, basically in, in a sentence or two, what is a root canal? Well, if you look at the anatomy of a tooth, and and there is the crown of the tooth, which you see as it comes out of the gum, underneath that supporting the crown is a root. Now, in the center of the root is a chamber that connects to the blood supply and the nerves and such at the end of the root. Now, when at such time as that material, we call that the pulp, when that material in the canal does d- dies, and it can die from disease, it can die from strangulation, not having an adequate blood supply. And when it does die, that tissue becomes toxic. And therefore, you can create abscesses at the end of the root. The root canal is cleaning out that chamber in the center of the root and filling it up with a material that will be stable for hopefully the rest of your life. Right. So, but, but root canals, do they have sort of a a best before date or do, do sometimes they need to be replaced as well? Every now and then we'll see a situation where a root canal that's been done by a specialist particularly might have an issue uh, and has to be retreated, but that's a bit of a rarity. Uh, the anatomy of the of that pulp that I talked about at the end of the root of the tooth sometimes will be a little bit of an anomaly or something that's not designed optimally by nature. And, and every now and then you can have a root canal that doesn't necessarily feel all that good and it's hard to get a solution there, but that's really, really unusual. My mm-hmm. protocol is to refer to a specialist for root canals and let those people identify the best methodology of, of uh, uh, resolving that tooth. And every now and then they'll say, you know, this tooth is not treatable and we won't get a perfect result if we do a root canal. We recommend you take it out, put an implant in. Right. And that's where BC Perio comes in, bcperio.ca. And, and, uh, are you using, uh, it's, it's mostly titanium for the, the implants, right? That sounds pretty yes. cool. <laughs> it, it is. And, and it's either t- pure, what we call commercially pure titanium or titanium alloy, which is alloyed with, uh, 
six parts aluminum, four parts of vanadium and such. And uh, But these both of these materials have been used with implants for decades and very, very successful. And just in case people don't know, um, what what do you say to people say, well, can you tell the difference between a, uh, an implant and a regular tooth? That The answer to that is subtle. In truth, I think you can. Most people don't. Most people just carry on with their life and they they feel just like they have natural teeth. But there is a subtle, a subtle difference. And but it's almost imperceptible. Most people and the reason is is that the natural tooth is suspended in the bone by ligaments, very, very fine ligaments, and they it has some motion. The implant is not. The implant is rigid to the bone, which gives it its strength, if you will. But that those ligaments provide a sensory mechanism whereby some people can feel the very, very delicate difference. And it's very, very almost imperceptible. Right. Because I, I always say this whenever we talk, I have one dental implant in my mouth and I never think about it. The only time I ever think about it is when I'm talking to you. So Wonderful. it's kind of funny. <laughs> and I, I guess when, when someone gets the new tooth, uh, you work very hard at making sure it matches the, the color and the, you know, the, the shade of all their other teeth. We do. The aesthetic part of a dental implant not only lies in getting the lab work so the tooth looks like an adjacent tooth, but also the gum tissue that frames that tooth. That has to be done. In order for the gum tissue to look proper, then the bone structure has to be proper as well. So when we talk about aesthetics and dental implants, that is a field unto itself, it seems, which has to be controlled by people who understand how to do the best in bone regeneration and soft tissue management. Right. We're talking to Dr. Ron Zokel from BC Perio, West Broadway in Vancouver, Johnson Street in Coquitlam. BCPerio.ca is the website. And what do you say to people who say, well, I'm, I'm too old to get a dental implant? You're never too old to get a dental implant, are you? <laughs> no, really, you're not. It's the health that you have that determines your suitability for implant dentistry. I had a patient in uh, just a couple of days ago who is just approaching her 90th birthday. And she says, I don't know if I want any more dental implants. I said, well, that's your choice, of course, but, uh, and you're getting close to not needing them. But I have a patient who's 94, who I put this all on for on because they felt they were healthy enough. And for their quality of life, this is what they wanted to do. They had no trouble in the healing around a dental implant. Right. Well, that's good to know. And uh, Dr. Zokel, you are uh, always on the go. Uh, when you're when you're not working at BC Perio as uh, an experienced professional dentist, you're also traveling the world. Not only are you learning new technology, but you're also teaching. And uh, every time I talk to you, you're always going somewhere cool. So, uh, so <laughs> where where are you off to next, or or where have you recently been? Well, you already know Bora Bora. That's one of the exotic places in the world. I was there last <laughs> February. That was almost a year ago. But uh, my wow. next venture actually is in Johannesburg, South Africa on May 19th. That should be interesting. What's oh. exciting? Or what? <laughs> Go ahead. Well, I'm teaching that one. I'm not, I'm not listening to somebody else at that point. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I, that that kind of makes me feel good because uh, you you are are showing others how this stuff works. So so tell me, um, what are you most excited about in terms of technology with dental implants? What's new about it? Gosh, I think I think all of the things that are new are probably not going to be of 
great interest to the average person because they're so detailed and so technical that you have to be advanced in dentistry to appreciate them. But the, the digital technology, the equipment that we're using, what it'll do and what it'll help us do is sophisticate and refine the way that we deliver our services will be re improved significantly with what's coming up right now. Um, it increases the rate at which we can provide the service with the confidence that will work. And I think those are the, the things that, that probably are the most interesting right now. So the workflow factor and making sure that it works well and efficiently and effectively for our patients is, is one of those great areas of improvement right now. Well, this is the kind of uh, level of expertise and technology that you find at BC Perio. Dr. Ron Zokel, thanks so much for talking to us. It's my pleasure, Martin. Thank you. Uh, BC Perio. You can go to bcperio.ca and find out everything you need to know. You can also give them a call, 604-872-0222. BC Perio at West Broadway in Vancouver and Johnson Street in Coquitlam. And coming up... Are we going to see any more snow in the lower mainland before the winter is over? Well, could be. And it's a very special anniversary today when it comes to snow and Vancouver. I've got that story next when Vancouver Consumer continues right after this. This is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of the advertiser. The opinions expressed are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW. Welcome back. I'm Martin Strong and with Environment Canada saying we may see a little more snow to start next week though it will probably be mostly a mix of rain and snow, you're probably saying to yourself, have we not had enough of the white stuff? If you feel like all the snow we've had through the holiday season was a lot, you're right. We've had well over double the typical amount of snow here in the lower mainland. In fact, at the halfway mark of winter, Vancouver has the second highest percentage of its usual amount of snowfall for any city in Canada according to a new report from the Weather Network. Of course, our average is a lot lower than most Canadian cities, and we definitely didn't receive the most snowfall. We still got a lot more than usual. Ottawa had the highest amount of snowfall of any of the country's major metropolitan centers, with 137 centimeters. That's 27% more than what Ottawa usually gets at the halfway mark. Montreal got 20% more of what it usually gets. They got 108 centimeters. Vancouver only got half of that, 54 centimeters. But it's also 177% more than what we usually get. Victoria had the highest increase. They got the same amount as Vancouver, 54 centimeters. But that works out to be 184% more snow than usual. So 54 centimeters for both Vancouver and Victoria over the first half of this winter. It's a lot, but we've had more. In fact, in February of 1966, they had more than 66 centimeters in one month alone. But when it comes to Vancouver snowstorms and the most snow in a single day, it doesn't get any worse than this day, today, in 1935, it was January 21st, 1935, when Vancouver was hit by 45 centimeters of snow in one day. As the Vancouver News Herald put it on their front page, province in the grip of wild blizzard. 
As a 1935 Vancouver Province article put it, Old Man Winter dealt Vancouver a knockout blow early this morning. After the low temperatures of Saturday and Sunday, he dished out a blizzard which tied up streetcar traffic, snowed in automobiles, closed up businesses, and generally indulged in a climatic caper, which will be the talk of this city for years. Unquote. Which is true, We're still talking about it today because it is the record. The storm started early and continued well into the night, threatening complete disruption to any kind of transportation. And worse, there was, as the newspapers called it, a famine of sawdust. Because back in 1935, most houses were kept warm with furnaces that burned sawdust. Sawdust was delivered to people by delivery trucks, but that was uh, impossible because of all the snow. So without that fuel, many were forced to abandon their homes and move in with friends uh, who had fuel or even check into hotels. All that snow basically shut down Vancouver. Many roofs collapsed and a lot of people had to spend the night at their workplaces since they couldn't get home. But as Vancouver would have it, things warmed up by the next afternoon and all the snow turned to rain and they got lots of rain and the downpour caused some pretty serious flooding in the city and especially the Fraser Valley. Flooding and washouts would continue in the valley for the next week, though Vancouver would pretty much be back to normal in a few days. That was this day, January 21st, 1935 the heaviest 24-hour snowfall ever recorded in the history of Vancouver, 45 centimeters. And of course, we didn't use the metric system in 1935, so everybody would have been saying it was 17 and a half inches. I'm Martin Strong. This is Vancouver Consumer. We are here every Saturday Saturday afternoon, 2 to 4. I want to thank our producer, Leo Coelho, and we'll see you next week. I'm Martin Strong. The CKNW News is next. The proceeding was a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of the advertiser. The opinions expressed are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW.